and works everywhere. Perfect. Poof. So we finally got there in the end, guys. We got there, and you know, as someone, what, what was the thing that Iron Man said in Avengers Endgame? Part of the journey is the end. Well, we're not at the end of the journey yet. <laughs> we're technically at only the beginning part of it, honestly. And today we have a big guest, honestly. Uh, this is oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Lord, this is the Iron Man podcast episode uh 50 actually and this is uh what the heck no it's fine everything's working fine actually we're good everything's good yeah yeah okay Um, so this is the iron man podcast episode 50 and we have a great guest here middlemaga.com uh definitely uh you know tell the people about yourself and yeah start it off actually yeah, I'm just a bro in my basement. I'm literally mm-hmm. in my basement right now. Uh, after the kids, I'm married to young kids. And after they go to sleep, I'm streaming at night. Uh, the pandemic, you know, the, a lot of people have the same kind of origin story. Uh, the mm-hmm. pandemic came and I was blue-pilled. And then I'm like, what's going on here? This A lot of this stuff doesn't feel right. They accelerated whatever plans people have in the world. And I said, I got to grab a mic and talk about it. And that's where, that's how it happened. I grabbed it. My first video was on Ice Cube's A Contract with Black America. Uh, I did a video on that and just kept doing videos. So what made you want to um, support, you know, Donald Trump actually? Because I know I asked you previously, Trump supporter. So like, you know how like you're you're in a fandom, right? We would you say you're more of a fan of Trump than a, than a supporter. Is that that's the best terminology for that? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've I don't know how to define that. Let me. I'll say that I'm not against Donald Trump. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I really liked 2016 Donald Trump because of mm-hmm. his cultural impact. Because Donald Trump did the impossible. He beat Hillary Clinton. That mm-hmm. just was not supposed to happen. That was impossible. Um, I I wasn't. I, I wasn't too I was very I wasn't overly shocked when it happened, but it was still like a surprise mm-hmm. because you could see the momentum going up to it. And the the, uh, the Hollywood access tape came out when he said, grab him by the pussy. And, you know, normally that's it. You're done. That's a wrap, you know, in old politics. And then I thought it was done when that came out. I thought it was over. And then it wasn't over. And remember in the debate, he brought out the Bill Clinton accusers, the the accusers of him raping that the, 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 he raped them and that was like wow this guy's defiant and that's where it starts uh policy wise there are some good things about him uh the number one thing is he was the most anti-war president and the there's nothing more establishment than the military industrial complex and no one no president really went up against them um, as much as he did. So, yeah, I, I do like a lot of Donald Trump. I'm not, I didn't vote for him in 2016. That's because I should have. Mm-hmm. I voted for Ralph Nader, just wrote him in. 2020, I voted for Andrew Yang. Okay. So, have you always been into politics, actually? Yeah, I've always liked politics. I mm-hmm. grew up listening to Rush Limbaugh a lot. Mm-hmm. My dad, my parents are Jamaican. My dad loved Rush Limbaugh. Um, not, not that he always agreed with Rush Limbaugh. He just liked people that made him think my mom hate, my mom had a love hate relationship with Rush Limbaugh. She loved that he was talented, but hated actually the callers to his show that, um, kind of parroted what he said, but that's probably that opened me up to 
like just independent thinking. So I in the other show, for example, Meet the Press with Tim Russert. That was one of the most amazing political shows. Tim Russert was a balanced, fair on both sides, uh, rest in peace uh, commentator. So, yeah, I've always been into politics. What do you think is lacking from the American politics system now? Like if you could point out to, let's say, the biggest issue. Well, hopefully this is along the lines of what you're referring to is the free speech is the biggest problem. Yeah. We have not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to me, free speech is the First Amendment is the most important. There is nothing more important right now than free speech. And I'm close to it because I have a mic. You have a mic, so you fully understand the pressures of being able to say what you want to say. But it's bigger than us. It's it's the First Amendment has not been updated, and what they are doing is pushing everybody into digital spaces where they can legally. Um, enact fascism with the government working with private companies to squash their political opponents. And it's more important than 2A. It's more important than anything else going on in the world right now is the First Amendment. Donald Trump actually has a good proposal on a Digital uh, Rights Protection Act. So you know how people have been pushing like these other forms of free speech that are basically anti-free speech, like hate speech, I mean, Twitter got me randomly for violent speech. That's how I lost my main account on Twitter, mm. actually. I was like, what the fuck is violent speech? Like, what, the, what are all these different speeches? You know, it should just be just, obviously, this is what it is. This is what we've defined it as, as a country. But no, now they turn it into hate speech. So a lot of places that are more left-leaning define hate speech as basically be, more like being mean to like minorities. Like uh, you're being just super... Uh, being a super big asshole to someone who's like a uh, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you know, how they want to thoroughly define it, actually. You know, it's like creed against someone's religion, their, you know, sexuality, all that stuff. But it's like, how how how, how, do, how do we take free speech into opinion as hate speech? Because wouldn't all that just be a form of free speech anyway? Because what's the old liberal saying? Um, I'm not, I may not like what you say, but I'll defend your right to say it. That's, that's a liberal saying. Classic liberal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now... That's gotten turned into basically nothing. No one even mentions that saying anymore, you know? Yeah. The classic liberals have been called right-wingers, so they don't really Mm -hmm. exist anymore. They're right-wingers. And the right-wingers is just a term for people we don't like. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is secession. We are Mm -hmm. in the middle of our country is undergoing a takeover, a secession. So what's happening is states like Michigan, New York, um, California – they have effectively seceded from the union mm-hmm. and there's laws being passed. There's a, a law passed. I believe it passed in Michigan, right. a hate speech law. Mm-hmm. Obviously the founding fathers wrote the constitution on purpose, very simple for a simpleton to understand mm-hmm. and they're violating it. And nobody cares. The second amendment violated all it's been violated. Nobody cares. So these States really have teamed up with the federal government and they have seceded from the union, and then, but what they have done is announce it. Mm-hmm. So we we are getting dragged along along with them into a different country, and that's what's happening. The First Amendment is the number one thing they need to to squash, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, because you know how like nowadays a lot of movies and shit are like, man, we're doing things for a modern audience. So let's let's use that take for a second. Modern audience. So modern audiences believe in hate speech, right? So. What is your opinion on hate speech? Do you think it's basically just a knockout version of free speech? Or what, what, what is your opinion on that? 
there's no such thing. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even know. It's like trans like, kids, right? Yeah, no I'm very, thing. yeah, I'm very <laughs> big on definitions. So if mm-hmm. somebody defines it, tell me what that definition is. It's not mm-hmm. in the Constitution. I mean, that's it. Doesn't even mm-hmm. matter what you define. It. It's not in the Constitution. But if you want to talk about hate speech, define it for me. It's a ridiculous term. It's a ridiculous notion uh, to say that it, hate speech is just an opinion. And mm-hmm. uh, there's no such, there should be no laws or there should be no punishment. Um, we're seeing this across the world. And that's not organic. There is no organic way that we're seeing them crack down on hate speech in Canada, in the UK, in the US, in Spain, and all these other countries in, in the exact same way. What, what's happening ultimately is whatever this takeover is globally, it's happening globally um, as well, is that they have to destroy the Constitution to make it happen. And mm-hmm. the Constitution is just a piece of paper. So you've got to make people feel good. So you give them a rainbow flag. The rainbow flag feels good. I'm inclusive. I'm tolerant. Mm-hmm. I'm good. My heart is good. And the people who don't like the flag, they're bigots, they're racists, they're hate speech. And what's, what really all it is is, is a takeover and the destruction of Western society. You know, for me, because you mentioned that community, you know, it's because we were dissecting a lot of their uh, practices a few episodes ago on the show. And what I was trying to bring up to people is that one of them who's kind of, I'll say on their side, but, you know, does side with them on some things. He got visibly angry that I was trying to bring this up. And, and my point that I'll bring up to you is their big thing is I'm being inclusive. I'm being uh, diverse. I'm being open and accepting. So it's cool if guys naked on scooters go going down a gay parade, but they would go, no, that's not okay. It's, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. but your whole mission is to be inclusive, diverse, and accepting. So you have to accept that based off what you've told people, this is what you accept. You can't just go, well, I don't accept that, but that's not what your mission statement is, you know? So people have gotten to, well, like you said, that community has gone to a point where degeneracy is, allowed from that but people will go like no that's not okay but that's contradictory that's contradictory to what you just pointed out is what you guys are all about so are you misogynist then because if guys running naked on scooters is not allowed in your thing that makes you misogynist potentially technically not because obviously i mean you hate women but you, you, you guys get my point here right because what i was trying to bring up right there is people mention thing like oh they, they call you a bunch of names like that so are you no better than other people not being accepting because in life it's not really about being accepting it's more like you have to draw lines at some things you know and if you're about something then you need to be about it if your whole mission is i'm inclusive and i'm diverse well then guess people can go and do anything right they don't accept pedophiles even people like that do not accept pedophiles i find that crazy because you guys are inclusive and diverse and open you know yeah i think don't you find a lot of that super contradictory like super weird you know is that this is all accepted, but this isn't, but your statement would imply that this is accepted, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This is, it, it's all under the umbrella of this new wokeism. And I define that as le- allowing somebody else to create your moral foundation outside of God mm-hmm. or the truth. If you don't, so you're, when I, you're a Christian, right? Yes. Okay. How long have you been a Christian for? Um, yeah, my whole life, but you know, but the faith has changed because I, I haven't been serious until the last three years. Mm-hmm. 
So you would be that scripture in the Bible where it's uh, initially before it'd be the whole lukewarm phrase where God like eats you up and spits you out if you're lukewarm. God prefers if you're all in or if you're not all in for who doesn't know. It's a thing that I used to read about myself. He's somewhat of a Christian where basically you're lukewarm. God will eat you up and spit you out because, you know, who wants basically the idea is like who wants some lukewarm food that tastes like shit. (laughs) You know, it's either hot or cold, basically. So when you became now, you would say more hot. Why did why didn't it happening? Why, why, why would you be like, I was more lukewarm before then? Well, I was I didn't know what was going on in the world. And the, mm-hmm. the, most people don't. Most people don't know what's happening. And that's mm-hmm. why the, if you don't know what's happening and you want to show that you have a good heart, then you will fall victim to evil. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this whole culture of uh, tolerance is actually not tolerance, it's evil. The mm-hmm. inclusivity is actually exclusivity. They're not. And I think where our country went wrong is when we didn't draw boundaries. We have not drawn so this is not about laws, social boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like for example, the pronoun things have comes up yeah. where I have my pronouns. And I said my boundary is if you and I don't have a relationship, I'll call you whatever the hell I want to call you. If you and I have a relationship, like we cool, or at least we kind of connected in some sort of way, then, and you show me respect, I show you respect, then we can operate off of a, I have no problem calling, you know, whatever pronoun you want. If we've built on something and the boundary is respecting my rights, that's the boundary. Uh, People look at other things and that's the only thing. So people will say, well, the person that you're, you're kind of aligning with is a racist. They'll tell me that. Mm-hmm. And I don't care to argue that. My point is, I don't care. Like, they'll say Trump is a racist, and you support this of Trump. I don't care if Trump's a racist. It's not illegal to be a racist. So what? As long as he does not violate my rights. Mm-hmm. You, walking around with the rainbow flag, saying that I can't speak however I want to speak, you are a danger to me, not Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. I judge it by, are you violating my rights or advocating to violate my rights? That's if you are not, then I have no problem with you. It's also something that you said I want to tackle on is if this thing that people have figured out to themselves is, hey, if this person's racist, we'll just tell them, hey, we'll just cancel you. We'll shut you up. We'll take away your Twitter, your YouTube, your everything, your any social medias. You'll be blacklisted from everywhere. But this is kind of something that the free speech law would help you help you out with this. If someone is racist and you don't like that. Well, if someone starts saying these certain things about whatever race, if you heard those things, you go, now you have the right to be like, I don't like that. I'm not talking to that person. I want to interact with them. But people people don't look at it this way. If you silence people, you're not going to know. You're playing hot potato with people like, oh, no, you're racist. And all all this other fucking nonsense. But but realize if someone is speaking how they truly feel, whether they it's coming from ignorance or whatever, you get a better choice of how you decide to interact with that. Basically telling people, hey, you're an istophobe and racist and all that stuff, basically censoring speech in a way, it's not going to get you to that predicament because you just basically locked all these people up in this little box, actually, you know? Yeah, and that's these people are just about power. James Lindsay has his own definition of woke, I believe it. So he calls it, or critical race theory, critical theory, his definition is labeling everything as racist until you control it. And that's the ultimate, that's a good definition of critical race theory because that's the 
ultimately the goal is just yeah. control. It doesn't matter if they are hypocrites. It doesn't matter if it's immoral. It doesn't matter if they, they will unlive you. There's no, they have no problem with that. If Donald Trump was unlived today, mm -hmm. they would be in the streets partying. There is no moral other than winning and power. We are dealing with a savage, very powerful philosophy, a mixture of uh, very powerful philosophies. So how also do you think these other issues have actually been, you know, pushed? Because in the, you watched the, uh, you know, Republican primary debate. What was something that you wanted them to talk about that they did not talk about, actually? Oh, the First Amendment. I don't know if it even came up. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how that I don't know how you have a debate and the First Amendment doesn't come. I don't, I don't even think of Vivek. I don't remember it coming up as a topic. So I have a problem with that. And they were not very they were not hard enough on the unconstitutional charges against Donald Trump. I looked into every single charge in detail, heavy detail. There is not an ounce of credibility to one of them. And what does that mean? If I'm right, what does it mean that the Manhattan District Attorney, Fulton County District Attorney, and two federal charges, if they're all made up, what does that mean right now for our country? They didn't, Vivek was the closest on that. But to me, that was the second most important thing. And it's not about Trump. It ain't nothing to do with Trump. Think about what that means if they're going to make up charges on somebody and and try to arrest the former president number one candidate for president that means they will do anything to anyone at any time yeah because one of the things that we talked about that you heard was the whole gender mutilation child uh gender affirming care thing i yeah, think that's I, a very big issue that they didn't bring up yeah i'm surprised it didn't come up it's not as big as those the as right. the first amendment but uh, for me on that one, I actually, I might have a different opinion on that one. I think that when it comes to a medical decision, it's, it has nothing to do with me. So if somebody goes to a doctor and they say, doctor, I want to do this gender uh, reassigning mm -hmm. surgery, mm -hmm. ain't got nothing to do with me. Now you bring a child into that room. If both guardians, I'm not saying this isn't a law, but just, just morally, I think you would need both parents to agree. Both guardians agree, and the child agrees, and the doctor agrees. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's not in the Constitution that it should be blocked. I don't want a law. If you want to go do that, go do that. I just, you can't teach it in school that it's good. That's what I don't mm -hmm. like, but what do you think about that? <sighs> that's a liberal, well, libertarians disagree with me on that, but I think that's a libertarian approach. I think it all comes down to how developed your child is. Cause I don't think a child under the age of, I would say 18 even understands that kind of concept because remember, this is something you can't go back from if you do this kind of thing. You know? But what about the parent though? I mean, the, the parents should be in charge when the child, the child is under 18, right? The parents should be able to make the ultimate decision. So it's not up for me to me to decide <laughs> if somebody else's child is ready or not. If they get wrecked with the surgery and they regret it. Oh, well, what that got to do with me? Life's tough. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of decisions I made that not like that, but <laughs> you, you have, I fully support your right to make a bad decision. Here's another thing. You got to think about it from the standpoint of ivermectin too. Mm -hmm. uh, that they came out and said, well, it's not approved for this reason. 
Oh, to hell it's not. Well, how are you to, who are you to tell me what's approved or not? If my, if I go in to my doctor and mm-hmm. my doctor says it's okay, it's a largely safe drug. It's between me and my doctor. It's the same argument. Right. Um, same with abortion as well. I'm, I'm pro choice legislatively. You know, so, okay. Okay. So let's see, how would you propose that to like a person making that decision when you have all this, when you grow up, obviously, you know, you go through puberty and all that stuff, right? So if someone grows up and they've gone through the natural forms of like puberty and everything, then at that point, you'd be like, okay, if you want to make this this decision, you're okay, even if it's something you might regret. You're fine with that. Just as long as it doesn't invalidate anything you believe and it doesn't harm you, obviously. Well, it's not. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, as long as the parents agree and the doctor agrees. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing here is the the argument that a lot of people I brought up is a, a a child won't understand the implications of growing up, and you'll change your mind, and your body will feel differently going through puberty. Actually, because they want to put you on puberty blockers yeah, and all yeah. that stuff, and you know, I mean, that's I, I'm, your opinion's wrong. You know, that's your yeah. opinion. You know, but yeah. it's, it's but, how you feel about it. You know, but here's my other part of it too, though. Okay, is that if we can't, I'm fine with blocking it under eighteen. I don't see what the, that's, to me, that's a great, I, I'm all about compromise. And that's another mm-hmm. thing I like about Donald Trump. If, if people in DC were actually acting as genuine actors, he would be able to negotiate. And he was actually starting to do that when he first became president. And then all of a sudden they switched on him. He was going to negotiate with Pelosi and Schumer and, and do a lot of good things. But my point is, I think the one side says it should be legal. The other side says it shouldn't be done. I think saying eight, let's just ban it under 18, even though I think they should be able to, the compromise is you can do it if you're over 18, under 18, you can't. And that should apply to any kind of like optional plastic surgery. It shouldn't just Mm -hmm. be for that. I think that's a good compromise. But since we can't compromise on that, (laughs) we have to peacefully divorce. So that's my take on that. We can't we can't build a society if we one side thinks gender affirming care is love, the mm-hmm. other side thinks gender affirming care for minors is hate and evil, and we do, we can't compromise. We can't share a society. Yes. So that would be kind of the way that I would think about it too. It'd be like okay, if both parties can't agree, then we could we at least agree on an age consent? Because mm-hmm. for me, I don't think a child, even the parents fully understand that this is a no going back situation. So if you're going to make this decision, you need to know that this is the rest of your life. You know, that's a very big implication that I don't think, you know, if you're under 18, you really know how that's going to really impact you because, mm-hmm. you know, as with 18 and being 21, you can drink, join the army, all that stuff. So if we're going to be joining the army and drinking at the ages of 18 and 21, then I think someone like that should be in the same ballpark too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good compromise. You're an adult, right? You're considered an adult when you're making those decisions. So I think that you can't even drive to your like 16 or 18 in some states too. I think like you were right. I think you should have an age consent right there. Cause yeah. Or just mm-hmm. leave it up to the states. I think we need to agree that mm-hmm. I don't know why we can't agree. Like that should be a state issue. Abortion should be a state issue. And that has nothing to do with the federal government. There shouldn't be any push sure. to ban it. Trump came out and said he's going to ban it for, I believe, for minors. Uh, he's Well, he can't, but he, he's going to yeah. push for it. <laughs> he doesn't have that legislative power, but he would have political sway. He would want to ban it. And uh, no, I don't like that. Yeah, I Trump had one of those um, 
oh, I forgot one of those speeches he ever he wanted to ban uh, Jenner from in care in like 50 different states with that. Obviously, that's a little hyperbolic because he can't really do that because when he doesn't live in America, <laughs> I was telling another other guy on the show, uh, Jack, who's not from America, is like when you talk about America, basically there's, there's different states, there's different cities, there's different towns in these states, all have different sets of laws, all have different sets of federal state laws they have to apply to. It's really we have a very really free country by that by that logic but then again it gets into a lot of gray area so basically because you do, you do taxes obviously so we can go that for this is just an example if you do your taxes you file you file federal and state okay federally they could tell you you don't need health insurance we won't penalize you but your state can yep so we, we live in a <laughs> rather yep. interesting place in the world right where basically it can be ruled that it's this way but the state and town you live in could rule it differently. <laughs> oh, God, God bless America and freedom. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of the debate right now. There's a lot of divides over federal power, state power, the election. There was, you know, Texas v. Pennsylvania was a battle between uh, can Texas say Pennsylvania didn't follow the laws in, in the election process? And can they challenge that? The Supreme Court said no. And that was a very big decision. So there's always that uh, federalist battle of does the federal government have the power or do states? I think we should always default to if it's not in clearly in the Constitution, we should always default to decentralizing, put it in the states, and respect our differences. Mm-hmm. So, like when you have conversations with people in real life, because I don't know where you live, but do you feel like it's at a point now where you can't? Now, as you mentioned before, no one can compromise. You can't even really, I mean, have a conversation where someone's just not going to go flipping crazy on you. You know, like I'm pretty sure you've you've been around a lot longer than me. Now it's at a point where if you disagree politically with someone on basically little things, even if you're not left, right, libertarian, whatever, centrist, people just hate your guts. You know. Yeah, the people. Most people are normies. Most people don't know anything. They don't know anything sure. that's going yeah. on. I mean. Any of the big stories that you and I might follow, they don't really know. So they they actually lean towards what they would be probably called right-wingers without mm-hmm. knowing it. But they're not really politically active. And mm-hmm. so they'll just, well, Trump's racist, so I'll just vote for the D. Is really what it is. And the the people who are politically active on either end, oh yeah, they're like Siamese fighting fish. You know, if you put those two male Siamese fighting fish in the same, <laughs> they fight to the death. That's what it is. But that's probably ten percent of the pot. It might be five percent on either side, maybe ten percent on either side. Most people don't know what's going on. Yeah, because people have to understand with anything, there's always going to be more normies than there are hardcore fans of some things. Even with, pol- with politics, there's some stuff that I'm not even you know hugely knowledgeable on you know i'm pretty sure we all have that too and oh, then yeah. that's but that's the thing though is one of the parties will focus on that they're like wait a minute if i can get a bunch of people who don't actually know a lot i can gouge them with a racist boogeyman or whatever concept they've been making up constantly to drive you in actually because i've heard i've heard, I've heard which party does this which is the, which one of them is the one that tries to get the lowest common denominator to vote for them pretty sure that's the, the democratic party right well both yeah republicans yeah. and democrats they yeah. both Yeah, but the Democrats are probably known for doing it better. Right now, Trump, MAGA is really like a third party that's infiltrated and is trying to take over the the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. And they don't do that. But the Democrats and Republicans do. Democrats are the worst. The Democrats are 
they they are really they they're so strong they believe that so strongly that in my opinion they have corrupted our educational system that's what the battle is about the the racism and the slavery in florida it's really the democrats saying we need to be able to teach people what we need to get them on our mental plantation Mm-hmm. That's the real battle there. So they'll they'll poison your brains. They'll like like kids in. I read something in inner city Baltimore, something crazy like a low percentage of high school seniors reading at a fourth grade level, and they, and they're they're worried about pushing um, the selective learning and critical race theory. They don't care about what they know. They want to poison their brain. So yeah, we'll talk about that too. Which is they talked about the Department of Educational. Mm-hmm. Uh, system actually are you a firm believer in just demolishing something just in just in general for you don't, don't think it's working just massively honestly oh absolutely it was created yeah. as bloat it was there's no need for it all that that the department of education was created for the federal government to be able to enact control over the locals there's this always you talked about it the battle between the states versus the federal government and if you create these agencies, you can say, hey, if you do what I tell you to do, we'll give you the money, your own money, your own taxpayers' money. So if you promote gender whatever, you'll get this bill. If you don't promote it, you don't get it. So they kind of use bribery in a way to control the education system. So, yes, then- you got you to gotta abolish it, of course. Yeah, because I know a lot the, the some some of the candidates on there, they were like, well, parts of it work. Well, this is the thing, though. Then take the parts of it that work, but that doesn't mean you don't want to abolish it either. You could just be like, hey, these schools have it good here. This one does it good here. Let's take that, keep that as a concept that can work in another, another way to rework the system and just get rid of it. Because if it's like 10% working for some people and 90% not working for others, there's a reason to keep it. You know, it's just it's just a waste. It's not even a 50 50 thing. It's just more like it's really lopsided towards not working at all. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't I would have to know. I'm not an you know, expert in every single angle. I would like to know what the argument is. Do you know what what's the argument? No, of, no. I'm just speaking oh, in general because you okay. know, it's just, uh, you know, we've had I don't I, see I, any of it, any part of it working. We've spent I looked it up. I don't have it on offhand. I did a little segment on it. The, the billions of dollars we've spent on the Department of Education and our, as a whole, our country is just not seeing any benefits from it. Even, even on the local level, you look at some of these failing schools and they're spending like 50G a student or whatever. You could take a student and go to a private tutor and have them be a star for that. You know, easy. And um, so the money is all... It's all in there to break off their cronies and to mm-hmm. launder to the teachers' union through different <laughs> back doors, and it's just disgusting. Yeah, because you went to public school, right? Or you went to private no, school? I went to public school, yeah. Because you, you have kids, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know if they're older to be at school, but... they're Yeah, four and seven. They're in public school. Do you... Because you, I, mean, imagine, I imagine you're a guy that's involved with his kid's life. So you've seen what they've been learning potentially, right? In school, mm-hmm. has it gotten worse or better compared to when you were there? Um, it, luckily, they've been they've been okay. My four year old's still in pre K, so it's hard to tell yeah. him. But my seven year old's in second grade, mm-hmm. and um, it's 
It's very similar to what I had growing up. I, I don't know if it's as good, but I haven't seen a lot of what I would call wokeism mm-hmm. for his school. Uh, so, but my my take on it is, wokeism is in society, and I'm not going to shield my son from it. I'm not going to go and you know seek it out, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to shield him from wokeism. I'm gonna. I what I need is to give him the tools to articulate and critically think through his position. If you support Joe Biden, I ain't got no beef with you. Just explain to me why. And, and that's just like you asked me, well, why do you like Trump? Well, just explain why. There's no, there is no yeah. wrong answer. It's your opinion. So yeah. just be able to think through, because my son's already asking me, can I use TikTok? <laughs> I don't know where he's getting it from. I don't even use TikTok. Well, I, every once in a while, but he doesn't see me using it. But um, here's what I told him. I told him, when you can pass my test of distinguishing fact from fiction, a lot of grown adults do not know the difference between fact and fiction. When I, I, so I give him a quiz. I'll say, hey, I like the taste of Sprite. Is that fact or f- fiction? He can do that very easily. And I'll say, hey, the sky is blue. Is that fact or fiction? And we'll go through that. And I want him to be able to think critically, and then I'm not worried about TikTok after that or anything else. So I'm pretty sure you saw that study that happened, I think, five, six years ago, where they pulled a good amount of college students in. And for long story short, basically, they determined that a lot of people just lack critical thinking skills, honestly. Now, to be fair, I don't think this survey ever references in context. It just These are young people who, who have probably went through the public school system, and that kind of system doesn't really favor you to, like, as you said before, think for yourself. So you would have to kind of think to yourself, potentially, how can a person come to critical thinking? Or just, hey, if you like something, I think people need to also realize this as another angle, like you mentioned, another angle to it, which is if someone just asks you why you like something, you just say, I just like this person, sometimes – I've learned in life, you got to just accept it. Like, okay, some people just don't want to explain things to you. You know, you're right. You don't have to explain things to me. That's your that's your opinion, you know? But I think when you start leaning more into that, you start getting to a lot of people that realize, wait a minute, this is, this is really odd. If you can't explain to me why you don't like something, where are you coming at with this? You know, it's, a, it's one of those double-edged swords kind of thing. That, that's the beauty about life. It's just a double-edged sword. You know, some things work for some people, some things don't. But then you got to realize, wait a minute, we're going to have to have, What's that saying? The pendulum swinging back or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you get behind this mic, you, you really have to learn how to articulate your points. Like, if you're going to have a take on something, you've got to be able to back it up uh, in, in some type of coherent manner. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason why I really like it. I like X. I really love the X platform for all its problems for <laughs> that. Is I use it to sharpen my pencils. I use it to be like... I, I threw it out there. I throw it out there like, hey, you tell me which Trump charges. You said Trump is a criminal. Which, what charge are you talking about? Let me break it down. And uh, ChatGPT has been a good tool. It's been so much better. Google was so bad and so inefficient. I still use it a little bit, but ChatGPT has really helped me break down stuff and get my evidence and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I'm very big on that. My sons will have to be able to do that. One of the most recent ones is uh it was the freak i didn't follow this one for trump because i was so busy that week it was the one where the lady was claiming he like touched her or some shit like that and no, it came it out that he didn't do anything but then the court still ruled that he had to pay her or some bullshit like that. i was like 
what kind of system do we have here? You could literally prove you didn't do anything, but you still have to pay money. Yeah, they they I believe New York did some type of change in their law or the way they handle mm-hmm. those the statute the statutory limits maybe on the case. It seemed like it was just to get at Trump and you you really have to watch where you're living. It's nothing Trump could have done about it now, but New York is these states are gone rogue. Like they've gone completely rogue. The judicial system is the the judicial system is the best last resort, even with these problems. And the Alex Jones trial was disgusting too. Oh yeah. But even with those problems, and the Supreme Court kind of doing some things that are crazy, the judicial system without the judicial system, we would be we'd be done. So um, you did where you live matters a lot. You've got to be. You can't I be in, in a place. Yeah, I live in Libertarnia or whatever they freaking call it now on Twitter. Mm. Liberonia. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy because you know Trump brought up that in his Tucker Carlson interview was that do people in California even care because they still vote in Gavin Newsom? Now he mentioned he has a good relationship with him. Mm. And I imagine some politicians do. But the thing here is how can certain politicians have a good relationship with that guy and see just the way he treats the state? You know, but to be fair, on another on another hand, if people know he's terrible, why are they voting for him? You know? California's elections are I don't trust them and that's just yeah I don't I don't trust California I don't I am in Colorado a lot of things oh, came out gosh. about Colorado I don't trust cuz I think Colorado actually would be a libertarian leaning state not even republican uh California might even be a red state potentially so I think there's a lot of evidence there that their their systems not to be trusted they print ballots like crazy um they don't do audits they don't clean the voter rolls out and that's what happened. I don't know if they authentically are voting for Gavin Newsom. California. <laughs> yeah, California is a funny one. Oh, gosh. Um, Democratic yeah. God, man. <laughs> um, Colorado, I remember, was it your state that had the thing where the gay couple went to the cake maker guy and yeah. they purposefully sought him out? But the media didn't mention that. Mm-hmm. The media didn't mention that they purposely sought out that guy to try and make it seem like he was some sort of like homophobe mm-hmm. and, you know, did he end up winning that case? Actually, I didn't follow that one to the the very end. Shoot, I I just um, a few months back I was looking at that. I forget exactly what happened in that case. I believe that I believe that was a good ruling by the Supreme Court. I just don't f- remember the details of it. See how what you know? I believe if, they protected the right of the store yeah. owner not to do it. I I can look it up. Whatever happened to the you have the right to refuse service kind of thing? You know, well, but yeah, is I don't I don't remember the details of that case, but that was my concerns with the Civil Rights Act. Mm -hmm. The Civil Rights Act is, you know, looking back at it is actually a disastrous piece of legislation, because if you protect certain people, then where does that stop? Like, why Mm -hmm. would you say, well, I'm going to protect people with brown skin, but I'm not going to protect people with who are overweight? What's right? the difference? Mm-hmm. Why? What's like? Why? What's the principle there? And then you. So pretty soon you'll see Democrats trying to get control. They're already trying to get more protected classes in there. And at some point, I have a right to discriminate. Like if I, if I should have a right to discriminate. Why would? Why wouldn't I have a right? That's a natural instinct. If I look at somebody and like, you know what? I just don't like the way you look. I'm not. I'm good with you. Mm-hmm. For whatever business purposes, whatever, you should be able to do that. And and you can't. So I understand the reason for it. 
But I don't think you open up that box, it's just a can of worms inside. Yeah, so the concept you just mentioned, I like that a lot. Because I think it's something goes along the lines of, what's the best example I can use for that? Oh, just remember it right now. Thank God just came back to me. Homeless people. Everyone does it for homeless people. Everyone discriminates on homeless people. The way you just brought, brought that up, that scenario, happens with homeless people. And if a certain person is acting weird around you and doing certain things, you should be able to be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm not I'm not fucking with that, you know, type of thing. But, you know, as you've as you mentioned before, we've gotten to this point where now you kind of just have to accept everything and you're kind of just screwed if you don't, you know. <laughs> oh, so yep. I want to also ask you this, too, because, you know, you've been on this platform for, for a minute. Right. Mm. And you really. So how do you feel about Rumble coming into play? With like YouTube and X and places like Twitch too. Oh, Rumble's great. Uh, it's it's YouTube before YouTube got purchased by Google. It's the <laughs> same thing. It will follow the same arc. It will not always be this way. It will become more censorious as time goes on. But right now, I mean, I'm not. Well, I'm going to dwell on a good thing. Love Rumble. I mean, Stephen Crowder's on here. I'm listening to Viva and Barnes. They've been so good since they've been. Um, there are two lawyers that do a great podcast. Look, they got your show on there. Um, I'm on there. I'm. The, I regret not making the move earlier to Rumble. So right now, I say all kinds of stuff on YouTube. I'm, my channel. If you guys are following my channel on YouTube, it is not going to last very long. I'm not. I'm saying whatever I would say on Rumble. I'm saying on YouTube. So they're going to cancel it. But um, as you see these asset management firms purchase more, uh, more um, equity in, in the company, then you're going to see Rumble make changes. They, I don't know if you saw – are you familiar with Nick, Nick Fuentes at all? Oh, I did see that stream he did recently that apparently got flagged or something like that. I don't know if it's still up. You're talking about Jewish people. I, I watched <laughs> like half of it because I was at work and I had to go back, yeah. back to – <laughs> work, he went actually. ham. He, he went, went ham. ham. Yeah. He went ham. And, yeah. I, I'm not gonna. I, I I think it should have stayed up, but um, they took it down. And you, so you see that there are some lines that are still there with Rumble, but overall, I'm not gonna complain. Love what Chris Pawlowski. I'm sorry if I, I mispronounced his name. CEO. Excellent job. Uh, I yeah. still don't like the unconstitutional kind of you know recommending channels, but. I get it. You got people like Kim Iverson and, and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Russell Brand, and people who are so good. You got Glenn Greenwald. Uh, Rumble's great. What do you think? What do you think about Rumble? So for Rumble, I think they're making good moves overall, overall. But the, the thing that people need to understand about Rumble so far is that it's it, it's in where kind of where YouTube was when it first started, you know, except it now has a better head start than YouTube initially because we've seen other platforms grow the, the same way YouTube and Twitch have, right? Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things they need to focus on is how are you monetizing the platform? Because it like the monetization is really bad for people around like our our structure, oh, right? Yeah. We would yeah, you're gonna get probably, some pennies. They're gonna throw you some nickels. <laughs> yeah. And I've mentioned this before on many other shows. I love this platform, but the monetization at this level, and I'm, I'm not doing this for money. I'm just saying in general yeah. about mm -hmm. how I feel about it, which is, the monetization at this level is absolutely terrible, just in general, right? You would yeah. need to have somewhere around like Nerdrotics level, Quarterings level, like potentially Air July if you ever came on here, to mm -hmm. have a shot at making money at the platform. Now, this is another thing where I got with Romo doing. They're doing the whole Twitch route and the whole Mixer route, which is buying bigger creators to drive people to watch the platform. 
And I think that's a good angle because obviously you need bigger content creators to drive traffic to your website. Now it's just how these companies work. I think another thing that I've liked that they implemented is that autoplay up next button that YouTube has, you know, because I know they've mentioned they don't really want to copy YouTube, but there are certain things copying is perfectly fine. For sure. Yeah. Put the mm -hmm. next autoplay button there. Yeah. I will be perfectly fine with that because if they want other people to get discovered, like the guy, the person who runs it mentioned, he wants other people to get discovered. They, he did that video talking about the whole monetization thing, right? Where it's going to be a system kind of like Google AdSense. Well, then implementing the autoplay button and the up next button would do that. So if you watch a big guy, potentially maybe you get the, ne the next guy, actually. You know? Yeah. I also think Rumble, what other thing? And outside of the monetization angle, no, it's fine for the most part. I think they've been very firm on their free speech beliefs, actually. And that's good. Yeah, but been, then again, like you mentioned before, if they get kind of bought by someone else, like a big, maybe a big crypto guy, will they keep the same moral values actually that's one thing i'm worried about so far if they get bought and paid for potentially even if someone that is aligned with their viewpoints could this all change you know yeah it's not going to last forever the one criticism i have too is the locals integration they purchased locals a, a long time ago i haven't seen any better i, I don't know if you've used locals it, it, rumble owns it Mm -hmm. And the local streaming is just, it's just separate. It's, they should be seamlessly integrated right. mm -hmm. somehow. Um, I think that's a, that's a good next step for them. That's, so that's the thing. That's how smaller channels could get more money is by being a better integ integration there with you and getting your donations through locals and still using Rumble. I don't know mm -hmm. how that looks, but maybe making locals, like I have a locals account, that should be my homepage on Rumble. Like, why is it separate now? It should be together. Yeah. Uh, so I have, I think they're approving my locals thing mm -hmm. right now. And locals is just basically kind of like another separate um, platform for content creation when it's integrated with this. And it's like, no, you're right. They should be all just one. Like, if you're going to have a join member button for locals, and why not just make a join member button for Rumble, which Rumble has, because you see. Yeah. Bigger guys have it. So that's that's the thing is that they're going to go through all these trials and tribulations because people don't forget, you've been on YouTube for a long time. Remember when YouTube, you used to watch a video, if you just exited out, you would just be you'd just be gone from, from the tab itself. Mm -hmm. YouTube has a thing now, obviously everyone uses YouTube, where like if you have a YouTube video playing, you could scroll down on it, it would play in, in mini form, you can go mm -hmm. to something else. Yeah. That took YouTube a long time to implement. People don't understand oh, yeah. it's programming and coding takes a long time. It's not an mm -hmm. overnight thing. But, you know, like you mentioned before, I'm in it for the long haul. I ain't going nowhere else. I'll be here through all the all the changes, just as long as you know they don't yeah. kind of go back on allowing people like us to have certain opinions that won't get you censored on another platform. You know, yep. for YouTube, because yeah. yeah. with they, YouTube they're trying to just use hate speech and everything. It's like, no, if you talk about gay people in a wrong way, it's hate speech, and it's like we're gonna fucking ban you. It's like the hell, that they, dude. They yeah. literally allowed a guy to show his butthole on YouTube, and he didn't even get taken down. I'm not even kidding. A guy literally showed his butt, his whole whole hole all hanging out. He ain't get banned. I show speed. Accidentally had his dick hang out. No bans. No strikes. Not that even a strike. Not even a warning. Nothing. You know, I would be able to more respect the rules if they're applied to everyone equally. You know, then I'd be like, okay, it was my bad. Then I would fully be okay with that. But they're not applied the same way. On Twitch, there was a girl who was getting doggy style fucked, her eyes all rolling back and shit. I saw that. I saw Remember? that. Yep. Imagine yep. me and you do that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. We're fucking screwed. <laughs> he is not lying. That, was, that video was, uh, that was but a while ago. That was wild, man. And But they, uh, years, years ago, 2016, 2015 ish period, a lady who had been on Twitch for a long time 
whenever commenters asked her, uh, how many genders do you think there are? Just this that. Maybe it was a troll question. Maybe, maybe, maybe or not. Mm. The lady asked, answered, no, I believe there's two genders. Twitch banned her for that. Wow. So they banned a lady who said there's only two genders. But the and other a one... lot of guy, a lot of girls just get butt fucked. Right on there. Stream. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to respect your rules if you don't respect your rules? No, I'm not respecting your fucking rules. Fuck that. Oh, no. You respect your rules. You apply them equally to everybody. Then I'll respect your rules. Because at that point, I can't say anything. You know, it's fair to everybody. But it's not fair to everybody. You know? Yep, yep. The YouTube CEO is a member of the... Or it, I don't know if he's active. I have to look that up to see if he's active. But he yeah, was they on the, the original guy. He sold the company. Then they appointed mm-hmm. that was someone else. It was a second person. Then they got the lady Susan something. Yeah. And now they have exactly. this new guy who promotes like NFTs or some bullshit like that. Oh Lord, YouTube, what are you doing? Man? Yeah. <laughs> he's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, Neil Mohan. So you you what what that means is it's the woke all stars. It's like oh. the establishment of the establishment. So he's on a board of the establishment running a private company that also has government officials on that same board. So you see how the it's just fascism out in the open. Anything that criticizes their so if you do a YouTube video and you mention World Economic Forum, automatically flagged, automatically demonetized. In an organic free market place, mm-hmm. you would never demonetize something like that. You would say, if people want to watch it and somebody wants to put ads on it, I'm mm-hmm. good with it. It's not illegal, but so we're not in that realm. We're in an anti, like you said, anti-free speech environment. Weird technocracy. Some people call it technocracy or whatever. Technocracy. So it's like the angle of, okay, the advertisers don't want to support. So basically, if you don't know this, because you're more like a normie, like he's mentioned, which is fine. YouTube is bought by someone. YouTube is owned by Google. So if Google, which supports YouTube, doesn't want to put advertisers on your stuff and they don't like what you're saying, they just get rid of you, you know? But what if you're driving a whole lot of traffic to their website? Like, that's so weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you could be literally financially benefiting the platform and they, they would take you away if they don't see you as advertiser-friendly. Yep. So that but shows it- you there's a different agenda they will run ads. I haven't checked this recently, mm-hmm. but they will run ads even when you're demonetized, believe it or not. That's true. I know that. Which actually. is crazy. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone doesn't know about me, uh, my first YouTube channel got axed, three strikes for hate mm. speech. They never told me exactly what, what we did or said, but, you know, that's how the system works. Luckily, I had a backup channel where it's ran by someone else. So I could put up my content, luckily. But, you know, I realized to myself, you know, they don't deserve my podcast, though. You know, that's why I made a decision to just let's go fully to rumble. And I, I agree with what you said earlier. I should have did it earlier. Honestly, I was yeah. always telling myself I was going to put my content on there. I never did. I lost a good amount of it. I was able to sell some of it, you know, but I, I like having the freedom of my shit. So I'm going to get copyright claims because I played two seconds of a movie trailer. Like that's, mm. you know, I like having that, you know, I'm not just randomly breaking the rules just cause, but having little things there as if like, you know, maybe you played a, your favorite song is your intro. Or mm-hmm. outro. That shouldn't get your whole stream demonetized. No, that's YouTube. A lot of people don't know that's not a law. That's YouTube making a decision saying, we want to play it safe is what they would say. Mm-hmm. And just in case it rubs up against any, we know it's fair use, but just in case we're going to say you're demonetized uh, for it or even get a strike potentially. Mm. Also, uh, a couple of your people came over. Odo Willie and Casey Campbell 48. Oh, nice to meet you guys. 
You guys are awesome. Thank you for chatting. Thank you. Thank you. There's don't pay attention to that troll in the rumble chat. He's he's mentally insane, you know? <laughs> it, it oh oh oh, oh oh no, he's Odo and Casey Campbell don't reply to that guy. He's fucking mentally disabled in the brain. Don't it it, it ain't working for him. Um but yes, um it's one of these things where now you have to play it safe on YouTube. You can't even talk about your side of a political aisle without having fear of getting taken down. But people need to understand this, though. YouTube originally was for all creators, all visions. So if you were bought into, you brought yourself over to YouTube when it first started, it was for everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't give a fuck who bought the company. I don't care who did it, what. This is what it originally was about. Like our country, like you mentioned, this is what we originally were doing. I don't care what came before. Or, sorry, came after because now we're just taking away what it means to be in the platform at this point, you know? So just because we got a whole bunch of money, now we just change how we think. Like, what the hell? Yeah. We're just it's still called, the whole time? Yeah. I know, isn't it funny? It's still called YouTube. It's it, it does it's not a fitting name anymore. It's like their tube or <laughs> uh, you know, boot, you know, establishment tube, basically. Yeah. And, and I get it. People like YouTube a lot, and I, I get all that. You know, I love you, I love YouTube myself. I, mm-hmm. I've been with YouTube ever since almost it started, essentially. You know, but you have to be honest with, with yourself. It's a system that is really just bad honestly let's take the monetization thing for example they changed their entire monetization just because the most popular creator accidentally said the n-word that happened yeah they changed their whole entire ad system because of one person even though they had a lot of other people benefiting from that system my channel back back in the day originally benefited a lot from that system then they reworked their whole system what are you doing like, what is it? I get it wasn't just by him saying the N-word. I get it was something else, but you guys get what I'm trying to say. Oh, you, yeah. you two will literally overhaul their entire system for one person. Yeah, someone in the pit bulls in the chat was saying it started with Alex Jones. I and I, that. I don't, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, you know, but that's a great point. That was a landmark moment when every platform decided to remove him uh, unconstitutionally. That means they could do it to anybody. And then they did it to a president, an active president. They removed him from the platform, from Twitter, of course. Yes. And then Facebook everywhere, basically. Uh, yeah. Yes, Greg. Um, Stalkers on Rumble. <laughs> he's, he's mentally ill because he's talking about, oh, you can't just play music because you don't own the copyright. Uh, I didn't say I was playing the whole song. I said I played two seconds of it. That's, that's why people can't, people can't hear. I said I wasn't playing the full song. I knew I was going to get him with this. That's a gotcha, actually. I never thought I was playing the full song. I thought I was going to play two seconds of the song. Playing two seconds shouldn't imply anything, honestly. Yeah, there's there's different. We've seen them on YouTube pull a whole, whole video. Use? Yeah, well, Viva Fry mm-hmm. uh, did like a live with the trucker protest. And it was like, you know, hours. And in like a minute or two, there was a music playing in the background. They took down his whole live. It's ridiculous. There is no, that is not a copyright of it. it. The music was not the focal point of it. I don't even think it was the full song. You could barely hear what it was. They just wanted an excuse to pull down the video and they don't have to follow laws. So they just let it go. Right. The same thing with, um, I saw Alex Jones. Same thing happened with um, Andrew Tate. I mentioned this to my friends because he was, because initially I didn't know who Andrew Tate was. I, I mm-hmm. didn't. I, I'd seen him fight one fight before because my church when i go to sometimes for like some special parties that they, they had his fight playing one time i saw i saw him fight impressive honestly oh he's a good fighter yeah i remember him i was like wait i know who that guy is i can't remember his name they're like andrew tate's been banned on youtube and all these other places I'm like wait a minute whoa, whoa, whoa. 
So I, I remember, wait a minute, they did the same thing to Alex Jones. I was mm -hmm. like, we shouldn't, you can't just be banning people. People, people. people need to fundamentally understand this. YouTube and Twitch's terms of service does not outdo the laws, okay? Yeah, they can't. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point of the laws? Now, you have to walk people through it because people will go to the private company argument, which is silly mm -hmm. because the government allowed this didn't this didn't happen organically the government allowed facebook to buy instagram they allowed google to buy youtube they had to go through antitrust you know mm -hmm. review i don't know the exact word for it but they had to get approval through the government for these anti you know antitrust laws or something like that yeah the antitrust laws yeah and get approval and the government could have said no so how that works is the government says yes and then the government comes knocking a little bit later. Uh, we got a pandemic going on or Donald Trump just won the election. How did y'all let that happen? He won the election in 2016 in part because of memesters on the internet. You guys have to do better with misinformation. So the government comes to them, threatens them. And that's not, you're no longer a private company at that point. You are a government contractor. Yeah, and, uh, and plus, yeah, you're right. They, they, first of all, they wouldn't be a private company by <laughs> they're purchased by Google. Google is one of uh, people. Are, I'm not saying you anyone watching people that are talking that retards are my member in my rubble chat. Okay, mm -hmm. Google purchased YouTube. The reason why Google can have stocks is they're a publicly traded company in the New York Stock Exchange. That's not private. Okay, <laughs> my brain's gonna explode. I'm sorry, anyone. I'm just, I'm just obviously. Being hyperbolic content, but you get yeah. what I'm saying, right? You're not but private. Even, it's they're not private at all. Twitch is bought by Amazon. Amazon is not a private company. <laughs> yeah, but even with that, like X is private right now, and right. I think they they still should be under the same rules there. But what do you think about X? So we talked about uh, Rumble, and uh, oh, X yes. is kind of hot right now. I think you know I had a lot that. of criticism of Elon, but what do you think? Before I answer that, I'm grabbing a drink oh. really quickly. I oh still yeah, hear yeah, you. For, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to transfer over to X. Here's the thing with X is Elon Musk is going to get that app technically sound. That that app is going to be out of this world as far as like how it operates technically. What's happening right now is Linda Yaccarino is running the show, in my opinion. Elon mm -hmm. Musk is just going to make it go smooth. But with that said, it's st there's still opportunities. If you're a creator... I think I I hate to disrum. I'm not trying to disrumble, but mm -hmm. I think X is an, a more important app to be on than Rumble right now already. Yes. Okay. So let's start here with the monetization thing. So for X in general, the, the biggest problem I've always had with Twitter is the way they've kind of went about content creation. So inherently, I, I don't like using this word objectively. I think people just kind of use that word wrong. It's most of the way they mean literally. Mm. Objectively speaking, there's no added benefit to throwing your content out if you're trying to make it monetized, right? I think the allure of what Twitter and X's idea of content is, I put content here out first. This is where everyone's at. This will drive traffic to you getting follows and you getting more potential subscribers and follows on your other social media platforms. That idea is not bad. That's basically just a new way of advertising. That idea itself is not bad. The issue that it has is, unlike YouTube, since Elon Musk wants to probably compete with YouTube and Twitch in the future to be a, a platform for people like us, right, mm -hmm. is there needs to be an easier barrier to entry for content creation. So for anyone who doesn't, has, hasn't seen Twitter's um, or X's monetization thing. So basically, 
if you get 500 followers, you can earn subscriptions. And there's a few other incentives there. You'd be like a Twitter blue person or whatever. So it's that. You can basically have the YouTube join member button on your X account. To hit where you get actually paid from the system of, of X is if you – I'm not even shitting you guys. In a span of three months, could be randomly. You need to have 5 million – yes, 5 million impressions. That means you would need several viral tweets or viral videos or whatever. And I think there's no – harder barrier to entry than that you know the way to get followers on twitter is hard in general the way to eventually the content you put out doesn't really inherently net you any value other than just potentially getting you follows mm -hmm. and then when you get to the next level five million impressions like you have to be like andrew kate to be hitting those numbers constantly you know that's my biggest problem with x in terms of like just the content creation point of view you know everything else you mentioned is fine mm -hmm. i think they need to make i think there needs to be a little bit of a better system you know, yeah. but, but like said before, you like it when people explain this to you. So I want to give you my my oh, point yeah. of view from it. I just think that outside of just putting it there, I don't think it helped you anything. I think if you just dedicated more of that time to this, basically Twitch, you'd even arguably have more gain from it or kick, honestly, you know? Yeah, I've heard about kick. I haven't been on there, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, that's just my thing about yeah. X. In terms I think of everything else is fine for the most part. Yeah. For it. With, yeah. with X, he will expand it out. Mm -hmm. I think he's starting with he started with like even more impressions than that. He started with like the big big accounts first, and there are some people with lower follower amounts. But yeah, you're right. You have to go viral to get the payouts. But as time goes on, I think he'll open that out to more people. He they're still early on. He just got it. Mm -hmm. They're still early on to their payout structure because he wants to. He's got to motivate people to stay on there, so oh, he's going to pay it out. Mm -hmm. So he'll he'll pay it out. And he'll he'll advance that out as time goes on. So you got to get on there now. To me, it's a it's an investment in time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you about that too. Because like a lot but of people look there. at things for like money perspective. They look at it as lost value. Mm -hmm. I don't determine always value by money. My thing is by, by what you just said. It has to be from an investment point of view. Like right now, as we're on Rumble right now, if we get in early and it starts blowing up, people. Like even on just on YouTube and Twitch, people like going to establish people that have been there for a hot minute because you know there's yep. some level of consistency there. So your investment of time is going to pay off any more than money will ever can. You know, when you get 10, 20 followers consistently because you've been the person on there for a while, actually, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. X is um is an investment and I'm trying to be more consistent because I've been just streaming randomly, but I think what you just said is a good point is consistency. That's really what the algorithm likes, and that's what you need. Mm -hmm. So, and if you put your, you know, your podcast on Twitter, like you you've been mentioning, then people are gonna be like, oh, maybe I'll give, give this guy a follow over there. Maybe I'll give this guy a follow on his other stuff. Like I, I basically just put my shows on there as I've learned now, because that way, if my platform ever gets deleted, then I'll have a, you know, backup there. But uh -huh. maybe this it might drive some people over. You know, there's the off chance. You know, conversion rates are really hard. You're talking mm -hmm. about followers on one platform to another, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially you got to be pretty outrageous to have a high conversion. You, you, to, to really convert people over, you got to be pretty um, out there, you know, to really stand out. Also, I wanted to ask you because you have ISOM number one, cover yeah. B, <laughs> one you have. Yep, uh, I think that's B. I think that's B, yeah. So, how long have you been? Have you been always watching Eric July? I started uh, around 2020 uh, when the pandemic came. 
uh, how did I find out about him? I found out about Michael Malice first. Mm-hmm. Then I found out about Dave Smith. And then I, I think on Twitter, I seen Eric July replying on some stuff and um, just mm-hmm. saw him on YouTube. One of my favorite creators. What a what a great creator. And he didn't just talk about the culture war. Like, he's got product. So he, he has a lot of credibility. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was around the period of Little Mermaid getting casted, Heavy Bailey, mm-hmm. and I knew, I knew I didn't like that shit, mm-hmm. and I knew I was like, this, this don't look right. I was like, fuck this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because back in the day, if you had said Disney was gonna cast a black girl to play Little Mermaid, they call you crazy. Oh, no, they yeah. actually did it. They casted a black girl to play Little Mermaid. They a- actually happened, and recently, <clears throat> Snow White. Pure as white snow. They casted a fucking Mexican to play Snow White. They actually did it. They casted a fucking taco making burrito maker as Snow White. Crazy. What kind of shit world we live in now? Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, it's a deep sea creature with melanin. It makes no sense at all. It's absurd. And then they still did the red hair too. And my thing is, man, if you want to do that, that's fine. Just create something new. But no one can break that down and talk about it like Eric July. Yeah, you know, and I told people, hey, some things might sound racist or transphobic or whatever istophobe word you want to make it. Does that make it any less true, though? Like you mentioned earlier, you might agree with what I'm saying, but that doesn't make it any less true, though. You but, know? We, but we have to be precise. What What's racist about... The character, it was a white Dutch mythology. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah, I, yeah, but no, no, not, not you. But for people like, uh, if you know, if people want to say it's racist, then you got to be able to articulate that. Like, what do you mean that it's racist? It's a white character that got swapped. If these, you know, these nuts so leftists try to come at you, like your words don't mean anything. Of course, it's not racist. Why? Why wouldn't they re- make a new character? This is the way I theorized it. They're they're the theoretical racists. Yeah. For being honest here, mm-hmm. they had a problem with the race itself. They did. Remember, this is the one who's changing it. They're the they see the problem there. Not that's the problem. They change it, but if you don't like it, you're the racist. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they they are so good at circular arguments. I don't know if that's exactly a circle, mm-hmm. but they are so good with that contradiction, mm-hmm. and they turn their own contradictions into power. Right. So did you see this? Um, the don't. Um, Thread on me guy. So this mm-hmm. kid went to school and he had the, you know, symbol of the snake, you know, on his bag. And they said that it was triggering to people basically and mm-hmm. kicked him out of class because why? Because it was like associated with slavery. So they use the, the black identity now to go at this thing saying that it was created during slavery in order to keep you enslaved <laughs> mentally, it's not on the plantation anymore, but it's like a circular argument. Like, are you serious right now? Anything, so anything that was born, including the Declaration of Independence and mm-hmm. the Constitution, anything that was around during the time that there was slavery in the U.S. is poisonous. It reminds me of that, I'm pretty sure you see the guy on Twitter, Billboard Chris, oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Remember when he was in Europe and he had his sign out and then the cops came over and the cops were, we're cool with them. They're like, no, man, you're, you're allowed to be here and everything. We're like, wait, whoa, whoa, cops being good. Whoa, whoa, that's fuck. <laughs> and then there was this weird looking trans, I say kid, trans person. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, he can't have a sign out. It's offending me. I'm distressed. 
walk away mm-hmm. what we, we live in an actual clown world man <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> if something is causing you to stress okay mm-hmm. we'll use an argument here let's say there's a fire it's, it's burning something you don't like the smell of fire you would either just go away if you don't like it it's that simple yep they don't that's not enough <laughs> yeah, that's not enough for them. They they want oh, you yes. crushed. Yes, Greg. W mom right there. You know, a lot of moms would have backed down. A lot of moms have backed down. But no, I like that. And that's what still gives me hope. Little things mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's oh, like yeah. there are still people out there with strong convictions. And I've told people this before. You'd be a liberal Democrat. I don't really give a fuck personally. But if you have strong convictions, we need more people like that. I'd rather I disagree with you, but your convictions are strong. And you morally believe what you believe than you're, you know flip floppy you don't know what you really want you just kind of just going with the flow you know like i have friends who support trump too and i'm like no i, I like that you do i like that you're firming with this you know i like mm-hmm. we need more people like that more people that are standing on what they believe vivek does that a lot too and people think that he's like bought and paid for but it's like i understand from his point of view there's been so many bad politicians any politician trying like basically kind of running with his style is going to have such a hard uphill battle like no, from your point of view, why would you believe that he's a good guy? Most politicians are not good people, you know? And then when that one guy does come along that is trying to change things, trying to be different, people are going to be very apprehensive about it, you know? Which makes sense, you know? Yeah, I think for those situations, we can look at anybody as a plant or bought off. So you I, that's not a – that's almost an ad hominem to me. Mm-hmm. And it's good to bring up these points of contradiction and ask these politicians and challenge them. That's always good. But mm-hmm. after it's all said and done, we don't really know who's bought off. Trump could be bought off and paid True. for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vivek could be. I, but I really got to judge by more their actions, what they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I was very, very upset about with MAGA. So I really am more of a MAGA supporter than Trump. Mm -hmm. Uh, MAGA, Make America Great Again, is just a populist movement. I think it's the greatest political movement in the history of the country. But Trump decided not to go to the debate, and I was heated about it. You can't allow him to get off the hook. He needs to go into the political fire. If If this was 2016, Trump would have been foaming at the mouth to get into that ring. And now he's like, I'm two minutes of a big shot. You need to take, bitch, get your fat ass into that <laughs> arena. You work for us. We, we love you, Trump. If you, if you feel that way, that's not my statement. But, you know, MAGA loves him. We love you, Trump. You don't, this isn't a choice for you. Get in there and fight and do all those things. Talk about this unconstitutional uh, charges. Go annihilate Nikki Haley. So Trump didn't go to the ba- debate and allowed Nikki Haley to actually shine. She actually did well as for a neocon. A neocon couldn't have done any better than Nikki Haley did. So yeah. she had a I, I don't few like good that. points. I know people were shitting on her for the most. She had a few good points. I, I did agree with you know here and there. The, the one she was talking about, like Republicans were actually spending more to cause the deficit. But then again, when you get to like deficits uh, conversation, it's basically like we're so screwed with that. I mean, a person spending more or less doesn't really matter. We're screwed either way in that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did like her pro life, you know. Well, for a lot of choices on there, you know, I, I, uh, what's, what's the other thing that they talked about? Like, how do you judge if a, if a baby growing in a lady's womb has feeling, you know, something like that. I like those kind of conversations, mm-hmm. you know, those things I think need to be talked about in depth more, not, Hey, 30 seconds on this. Hey, how do you feel about abortion? That's not something you talk about yeah. 30 seconds, yeah. you know, like, how about we take, how about we change the system? Like you said, let's take things slow. Let's have a primary debate 
on abortion then. Let's have people pull out their stances. Let's see people do this. Let's see how people handle situations. Because I think when you put situations like that, those kind of uh, arguments on a primary debate like that, it's the way I've always thought. You can't fully dive into them because the timing structure just doesn't allow it, you know? So they want you to give, how do you feel about abortions? Oh, I feel about this way. This is 30 seconds. Like, yeah. so you really can't get how a person truly feels about life in general in 30 seconds. I hope you can't, because that'd be crazy, right? That's how I feel about it, you know, personally. Uh, Vivek's, <laughs> uh, he said they're all bought and paid for, and they all just were shocked. He just, he just uncovered me, mm -hmm. you know? Now, people don't understand. If you're bought and paid for, you won't tell someone you're bought and paid for. That is kind of, that kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> Almost one time they're bought and but, paid for. But know? they did get into their, they did get into their feelings about That's it. That's true. Though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And Mike Pence, he's sitting here going like, no, we need, need a more older person established here to get it done. You were there. Why didn't you get it done? You guys have been there for many years. Why didn't yep. you get it done? You yep. know? I hate that. I hate that. I hate the kind of saying. It's like, then if you're there in that moment, why don't you do it then? You know, yep. Yep. why does shit have to hit the fan for people in order to, and for a light bulb to go off in their heads and go, I got to fix this now. No, you do not do that. Because <laughs> yep. at this point now, shit has hit the fan so bad to the point where they're like, we got to do something now. Where were you 10, 15 years ago when these things were growing, when people told these guys, you cannot outsource jobs from this country. It will screw over everything to a certain extent, right? Now people are like, we got to bring jobs back to the economy. These are the same people and their mothers and fathers who are in office who are like, no, let's get rid of factories. Let's get rid of all this stuff. Bro, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the debate also, I was upset that Larry uh, – did you see what happened with Larry Elder didn't get in? I don't know if you saw that. They denied I, him access. I was trying to look into that. Why didn't they allow him? Was there some sort of controversy going on at that moment in time? So they had guidelines that you needed to have certain a certain amount of uh, polling to get in. Mm. And he did have the, the polling requirements. He showed it all. He had the requirements. Mm -hmm. But then they said the poll that you used, even though this wasn't a part of the deal, the requirement was sponsored by Trump. And that's a questionable argument to begin with. But it wasn't in the deal. Then... On top of that, there was another poll he could have used that wasn't controversially associated with Trump, and they just froze him out. And he's a very good person to debate, and you could tell they didn't want him on there. He's uh, he's they very Tim smart. Scott. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim, Scott Tim Scott did terrible. I don't think he Tim Scott did well at all. I, but like I don't know what the polls did. Enough. I feel like he was being too. Yeah. I feel like he was coming off way way too nice. You yep. know. Yep, he was trying to come off too nice. He didn't do well. Vivek had Vivek did okay. I thought he was going to do better, but he had that really bad moment when he said the the brown skin with the funny name. That's an Obama line. Oh he, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. As soon as he said that, I was like, ooh, because you don't yeah. want to be. He a lot of people already were comparing him to Obama. Then he uses a, an Obama line. Yeah, yeah. I think he might be using on an angle of this is a popular saying from another guy, but that, I, I, I would tell him that's not good. No, no, you have to have yeah. your own. That's yeah. be your own thing. Because like, um, man, <laughs> Christy got him. Christy got on him. The one thing she, uh, all I mean she did get him on was the foreign policy. You know, as a president, you actually have to have a foreign policy. Trump had a Trump had a good one. He yeah. managed to do good with the uh, guy who runs North Korea. Good relationship with Putin. Oh, no, yeah. like Trump's strong. Mm -hmm. And Vivek even mentioned this. 
you know, there's on Twitter too. He's he's not good at certain things, and that's good. Admit your yeah, faults. There's nothing wrong with sure. that. But you have to now admit your fault. You have to improve on them. Presidents literally have to perform policy. We have to know how you're gonna deal with other countries. He literally would have to develop one of those, you know. And if he doesn't have a strong foreign policy, that would deter people from voting for you. That would push people to Ron DeSantis, you know, in general, yep. or whoever has a better foreign policy at that point, you know? Yep. Vivek will answer these things, though. He did. Uh, this is probably why he came out with this interview. He was talking about Ukraine, mm -hmm. and he said he's he would stop funds. I think he's the first presidential, major presidential candidate who mm -hmm. said that they, to stop the war, he would freeze, fr you know, he can't you know fully do that but he would push to stop funding to ukraine mm -hmm. and trump that's not trump's position trump doesn't have that position uh robert kennedy jr doesn't have that position oh, yeah he's DeSantis doesn't mm -hmm. yeah they're all kind of weasel words around it like oh i want to stop the war but none of them say even trump trump actually said i would threaten putin i would give them more money <laughs> <laughs> He so, also met, yeah, I remember he mentioned that fact that if he was in office, it, the war wouldn't have, wouldn't have even happened. But he can't predict the future; anything could happen. No, but he part. can say that only because it didn't happen under him. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I I do agree with him. Like, I think I've always had the position too because this is the way I was raised, which is you got to take care of yourself first before you can start taking care of other people. But I can understand because the one fat fuck was there. He was like, hey, I went to Ukraine and there's some bad stuff going on. I, I don't doubt there's bad stuff going on right now. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be um, harsh, but I will be real. I don't care. There's bad stuff going on all over the world. What is that? Ha what kind of argument is that? Are yeah, we going to scan? Are we going to scan the world? Are we going to scan the globe looking? What are we, Superman? We're going to scan the world <laughs> looking for bad things? My parents are Jamaican. Does anybody care about bad? I don't want them to. Do, do you, you care about bad things that are happening in Jamaica? No. What the hell do you care about Jamaica for? What the hell do I care about Ukraine for? So I'm not for that. Let me answer this. The freak in my chat, I don't know if you can see it. I can. Said, okay, yeah. The freak said that um, Trump said that he would stop the war on day one. So that's weasel words. So, yeah, he said he'll stop it on day one. But what he didn't say was he would cut off funds to Ukraine. He has never said that. He has, in fact, said the opposite. And I can understand his point. I'm just telling you what he said. To pressure Putin, he would threaten that he would give Ukraine everything. Vivek said, I'm cutting off funds. That's what I want to hear. I'm cutting off funds. If funds were cut off to Ukraine, they would have no choice but to negotiate or they'll get their ass beat. And that's more organic. We just we're oh. just prolonging things. One of your guys uh, came over. Odo Willie donated twenty dollars. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. You're awesome. F the MSK exposed dummy. So here's some money. <laughs> yeah, he don't pay attention to that guy. He's 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 mentally ill, man. But no, thank you, man. Thank thank you so much. Thank you to you and Casey Campbell for showing up. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support, man. It really does mean a lot. I, we're talking about. Oh yes. So. I was raised to obviously take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else. And I think a lot of people have that same position too because you see other people talk like, no, I'd rather – why are we spending this much money over there when we could be helping our own people? So I think other people have that position. Is I just – the way that one of the guy mentioned it, like one fat fuck who was a former governor of New Jersey. <laughs> Chris Christie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he mentioned, oh, I went to Ukraine. There's some bad stuff going on there. I, okay, so let's use that. I don't. I'm, no one's doubting. There's not bad stuff going over there. No one's doubting that. You you might you probably telling the truth. The problem mm -hmm. here is that are we in a position as a country to help out someone else, giving them 
billions of dollars when we have a homeless crisis that just they literally mentioned the numbers chicago new york california up 30 percent homelessness like there's so many things going on here to the point where let's fix ourselves first then we have extra money lying around we fix our fucking debt debt deficit then we can help them out why why is it so offensive or absurd to say let's help ourselves first then i can help you when i'm secured how is that a absurd position? Anyone thinks that the absurd is mentally deranged. Yeah, it's absurd to them because that means they they're not in control any longer. That would mean that they they want the money to go over there because it's almost like a big you know circle jerk of funds, right. just like the FTX uh, money came through a Ponzi scheme. They washed it through Ukraine, came back as donations to corporate Republicans and Democrats. They get paid off of this stuff. And if you say, no, we don't want any money over there, they lose control. Yeah, it's I think that's the reason why they don't want to stop the funding is they're also getting maybe back end deals from some of those people over there. Because why else would you because what why else would a politician that supposedly cares about the constitution cares about the american people all we heard during the debate we care about the american people we believe in the american dream okay if that's true then to have that american dream be a thing we need money so the country functions we need money so if you're taking all our money and giving it to someone else then you surely don't care about the american people because then you're taking money that we need giving it to someone else yeah for people to die over there and you're only prolonging it it's not like it's not like and what's the goal there's no goal over there and the money is actually causing more deaths. Trump had a great take on that where he said, I want to see people stop dying. They, mm-hmm. uh, Caitlin uh, Collins asked him, who do you want to win the war? And Trump had a great authentic answer. This is why DeSantis is being terrible. He's not authentic, not genuine. Trump's like, he basically, I'm paraphrasing his vibe. He's like, he's almost like, bitch, like you think somebody wins a war? Are you crazy? War yeah. is death and destruction. He's like, this is not a football game. What are you talking about? Win the war? (laughs) He's like, I want people to stop dying. And that was what a great take, even though I don't think his Ukraine take is as strong as I would want it to be. But that was a great authentic moment. Uh, Casey Campbell said, MSK, Putin wouldn't have invaded Ukraine if the idiot in the Oval Office wouldn't have came out and said that he would love to have Ukraine join NATO. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's part of it. For sure. The more you learn. Rooting for Putin. Oh, <laughs> Lord, Jesus. Who's rooting I mean, for Putin? Uh, Odo. <laughs> Lord, oh, okay. Jesus. Putin, I mean, yeah, Putin, Putin is not he, my friend. America's not his enemy. So that's the thing. Yeah, is, I don't. Yeah, yeah, but there's no reason. I don't want Russia to be an enemy, but I don't. I'm not silly enough to say Putin is a friend. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think people need, need to understand uh, things that were common sayings back when you were probably a bit younger. I was a bit younger. Somehow those things became absurd and bad to say. And it's like, if someone says I can help someone else, but they, they're homeless. Um, yeah, you're, your priorities are a little fucked up there. You know, mm-hmm. the same thing like, um, you know, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh, for example. Right. So there are guys out there from Yu-Gi-Oh who will pay $500 to have the newest deck, sometimes thousand dollars or whatever, but they can't afford a bar of soap. Mm. Our priorities are fucked. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta rely on your priorities. America first, <laughs> then other people. They they literally said throughout the whole Republican primary debate, American people first, the American dream. Mm. Okay, you want them first. How about we focus on the American people? And I also think 
when someone gets in the office now, there should be a, hey, let's focus on one thing at a time. You know, I feel like even with Obama too, and Trump himself, but Trump managed to get, to get some good things done in his, his run. People focusing on way too many things. We keep focusing on like five different things and getting yeah. nothing done. How about they have a board? Hey, let's tackle fuck whatever. Get this done to the yep. best degree you can. Then let's go to the second thing. I'm sick of people trying to do 10 things at once and end up getting nothing done. I hate that so much. Because then when a president's done, it's like, oh, I got a healthcare plan done. Cool. Anything else you get? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, I wonder if it's almost like a plan to say I did, I addressed all these different things, but you really didn't accomplish anything with all these different mm -hmm. things. Because if you put all your eggs in one basket, I think they're worried about being bit um on it but trump trump made a mistake when he went after obamacare first he should have just done inf infrastructure at that time but um yeah that's what oh no oh, oh no we know you were joking you're just fucking around oh was he joking i didn't i didn't see the chat so i didn't verify man okay oh, <laughs> i i am not a big history buff on that part so if you're telling me that if, wait what was, was that true was was Ukraine that? was already part of Russia, but Russia had no intentions yeah. of invading until Ukraine was going to join NATO. Yeah. That, I, care yeah about this, I care about this country. Other people doing other yeah, shit doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you, I imagine you're right about that. I yeah, yeah. How are we going to care about Ukraine more than, and Trump does say this, how are we going to care about Ukraine more than Europe? Like, why are we even all over there like that? Europe should be over there. If they want to worry about it, they should go over there. Yeah, if you guys are arguing the chat about NATO and I, I'm watching this. I, I'm a person to admit I found no shit about it. I don't. I all I yeah. saw one day was Putin was invading Ukraine and everyone said I support Ukraine. I was like, there's got to be more here with this. But then again, oh, I'm lazy. Oh, and I never looked into it. Yeah, yeah. If you do look into it, you can start in 2014. There was a coup, and mm -hmm. that was backed by the U.S. government. And that's when it all, that's when it, it goes back, it goes back hundreds of years. Ukraine has always been back and forth over there. It's never really been a country. It's just been a breadbasket type territory. But um, it's become a corrupt kind of colony of the U.S., I would say. Yeah, even with Europe. Have you been noticing all that shit happened with Europe recently? Like what? Oh, God. Like the, because in Europe, they like to mention that America has a lot, a lot of mass shootings, mm -hmm. but the balance with Europe doesn't have a lot of bad gun laws. Is there's a lot of stabbings yeah, there no. in places? So mm. I'll, I'll, I'll show you this before you head off. I'm pretty sure you're going to go to bed soon. Mm -hmm. Which is a uh, how do you feel with the whole mass shooting thing that happens here constantly? We just had one for a Dollar General in oh uh, fuck Milwaukee yeah. or some shit. That was Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, that's a yeah. sad tragedy. It, it's. You know, a lot of people use it for political gain. What they do is they're using it as a way to attack oh, the Constitution. Gotcha, they're using it as a way to attack the Second Amendment. And there's going to be pros and cons with the Second Amendment. And that's part of it is that you're going to have, ideally, you would have a lot of people running around with guns. And that's part of the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. And you could have dangerous situations, but um, the ultimate you know, the thing that you can look at is, you know, there's people shot in all kinds of urban areas all the time and nobody gives a damn. Nobody cares. How many people got shot in Chicago this past weekend? I think it was 20 shot, one killed. I didn't hear anybody talk about it. There's a guy recently who had his eye stabbed out because he tried to protect a girl. How many people are going to care about that, you know? Yeah, so the the shooting is, tra is, is tragic mm -hmm. in the dollars, but it's not a consistent... 
there's nobody's addressing this in a genuine fashion. And what what needs to be addressed is more. Um, I don't know how we handle mental mental health. These are mental health issues that that I'm not a doctor, but it looks like mental health issues. If you're going to do what this person did. So that's never a, I don't know what we do. Do we need a sane asylums? That's dangerous because what they could do is just label me insane and lock me up, you know, because they don't like me. So I don't know if there's really an answer. I know for schools, schools should have guards. I don't know how, why we should, we should be paying for guards to guard our children. And I don't know if that will solve everything, but that needs to be done. So no one's going at the pro- the problem in an objective fashion. Like you mentioned earlier, it's a can of worms to open because they, another study came out where it's like the number one leading cause of men under the age of 21 is guns, actually. No. Mm-hmm. Not saying cancer and everything else doesn't kill young men, but it's like that's the number one leading cause is gun violence. Now, the thing here is people aren't just purchasing this stuff. It's more like it's gang-related, street-related related stuff. It's That's a lot of can of worms to open. It's what, what's, what's the best angle for you if you would be in that position? How would you tackle it? Like, what's the first angle you would do it through? You said men mental health, but you said that's kind of a, a weird one to tackle. So what's the other angle to do it from then? Well, I don't know if – well, at first, I, maybe I would get people smarter than me. What is the problem? So let's, well, let's identify what exactly is the problem that's happening. Is it – like, why would someone feel the need to get a gun and go shoot up a bunch, a bunch of people? That's That would be, like, the basis, so that, right? Okay, so that would cover the inner city stuff, too, then, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's it's a that's a hard task. I so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where mm-hmm. you go with that because that's a local type of issue. Like when you're looking at the city stuff, and then even some of these shootings. I would start with protecting children. Uh, everything that needs to be done to protect children in schools, number one, um, something we can agree on. We're not going to agree on everything. I think we need to find a thing. Can we agree on guards at schools? But that's more I, I local. Said the same thing too. You could do federal funding for it, I guess, but yeah. I said the same thing too. Like, why can't we have guards there? People go, oh, people always claim they care about certain things, but when it actually comes to support it, they don't do it. You know that, yeah. People Mm -hmm. say, oh, I'm about this. Can we do it? No, because many reasons. It's like, okay, how about we just start here? Can we start guards in public schools? They look, you literally have security outside of banks. Yeah, we got security in sporting events, music events, banks. Anything that we care about, yeah, well, uh, AOC and Cori Bush have spent millions, uh, reportedly, on security, which is fine. I have no problem with that, but I'm just saying, like, anything we care about, you spend money to protect. Right. And uh, so, like, yeah, I I thought the same thing, too. It's like when you have all these many issues happening with someone that does that, it's it's not just one thing that causes someone to do that. It's it's Mm -hmm. many things. And since it's happened so many times got to beg the question of how can you stop something like that yeah i don't know what the mental health issues are mm-hmm. there's a lot of deep it that problem is a big problem like but they always blame it on republicans pushing back gun laws and all this stuff because you know it's you can't oof. but the, the second amendment is the second amendment so i mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't matter i mean it's easy to for me to say because i haven't lost a loved one in a tragedy like that but um, I would hope that I would stay principled. The Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. It is what it is. You can, you can amend it if you want, but there, you don't have the power to do so. So what you need to do is find the solution that doesn't mess with the Second Amendment. Right, because people, 
they've implemented stricter gun laws in certain states, but oh, yeah. still illegal it's happening. Today. Absolutely yeah. illegal gun mm-hmm. laws. And yeah, and it's still Chicago has very strict gun laws. So I don't want to hear about the gun law thing. That doesn't there is no gun laws. We've got the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to something that we can work on. Uh let me see here. Amendments were made to be amended. It's in the okay, he's yeah. trolling. Oh good lord. Well no, he's no, I think that's right. Yeah, we, if you want to amend the constitution, you just have to get the political power to do it. Do you think that could ever happen potentially? No, not where we are now. Oh, no. well, <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, it couldn't. No, it couldn't happen now. It's just crazy, guys. Deny access to the weapons. How do Deny you do access that to then? The weapons. Yeah, how right. do you do that then? You can't. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, because what do you mean? He likes to live in a world where everything is like a utopian, like perfect world where if we just do this and it'll fix. It's like that weird, cringy feminist saying now that they've been trying to bring back. Oh, just do better. What does that even mean? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? You sound like a clinical retard. What does that even mean? Yeah, very vague. Go to a serial killer. Be like, do better. What the? What the fuck are we doing, <laughs> bro? God damn. Yeah, but here's he my says, thing. But here's my thing. Before you go to that, real quick, my thing yeah. is, mm-hmm. I don't have all the answers, but let's push our politicians to argue this in a genuine fashion. They're the ones who get paid to argue this stuff. Uh-huh. So we need to do that more. Greg says, my mother runs a private school in Michigan or is that Maine? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I used to live out there, yeah. There are a few teachers and a janitor that carry a gun during school. All ch- yeah, what's wrong yeah, with that? More guns is huh. actually, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, imagine playing a video game like Call of Duty and you don't have a gun. <laughs> you... The answer for it is actually more guns, believe it or not. Yeah, because whenever you ask someone about that, I'm not saying you have all the answers, right? But when you mm-hmm. ever ask someone, it's always, it's a, such a huge, it's such a systemic problem and such a personal problem to the point where yeah. there's you can't start from one angle because that one angle has 20 different things involved to it, mm-hmm. you know? And this uh, one can't be left up to the states like abortion. This is in the Constitution, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Met. Monopoly? Metalopoly. 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 All yeah. gun laws are unconstitutional. The whole point of the Second Amendment is to be an insurance policy against tyrannical government. We can't allow the government to decide who's allowed to have a gun. Base. Yeah, that's just base, right? Private schools are base. This is why school choice is important. That is true. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll say they're... this. Yeah, with with it's not in well, private schools have been corrupted too. But I'm, I'm okay with private schools. But the the public school is still a problem because I have a constitutional right. Even if I send my kids to private school or homeschool them, I have a constitutional right for, for me not to live next to kids who are indoctrinated in bad, unconstitutional public schools. So homeschooling doesn't solve the whole problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the thing here. I'm, I'm not trying to infringe on you know anyone's rights or anything. I'm just saying, got to have conversation about these things like are mm-hmm. they out, outdated models that we might need to just update you know are these things yeah. that we because these things we, get, we just got to talk about you know i'm not trying to like you know say i yeah. anybody because i don't give a fuck about that anyway yeah. <laughs> but, but let me know. ask you real quick because i yes. just to get because you said make america are you what do you think what do you think about mag i didn't ask you mag and trump 
I think it's a fine thing to start leading off with. You know, I think what I always liked about Trump, the way you the way you mentioned earlier, is he led with something that could give people hope to believe in. You know, it felt like other politicians never had that. And I feel like that's the reason why he has people that follow him is because oh, yeah. he's giving you something to follow. That could be a good thing. No, we probably should work on towards making the country good. Why wouldn't we want to do that? That doesn't sound bad at all. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not saying this kind of gets corrupted, but, you know, people call it a cold and all sort of stuff. It's like, no, the saying itself is fine. How about we actually work towards that? You know, yeah. I mean, it sounds like people don't want to make America great. It's like they just want to keep it the way it is. People, something that Eric said, I'm going to agree with you, protecting the status quo. It's not like people want to just keep it the way it is while also bitching about how to make it better while not trying to make it better. That makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be pretty much it here for the most yeah. part. Thank you guys for uh, coming on tonight. All the, all the followers that, you know, came Appreciate on and you. watched. Thank thank you to Odo Willie you know, for donating. Uh, Mr. Greg, thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we head out? Any shout-outs to any per- anybody that you care about? Any other things you want to say? Yeah, shout-out to you, man. I appreciate it. I love Anytime. connecting with people and talking about these things. And there's, to me, what you're doing, it takes courage to, to, to get a mic and talk. And you've seen that with, like, um, nothing against the young man, Oliver Anthony, I think, he can have his own opinion. I don't hate him for his opinion, but you can see it's difficult to express yourself politically and get into this fray. You saw this with Neo recently struggling with it. It's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody, and I, I got a lot of respect for you. You got a new um, fan and follower. I appreciate you. Yeah, anytime. You know, you know. I think people got to realize, hey, we might not always agree, but, you know, it's other conversation. You know? What's wrong with that? I, yeah. I've, I never subscribed to this, like, you can't talk to your enemies. No, oh, talk I to talk them. to yeah, I talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's no rule saying I have to agree with you. Like, yeah, you <laughs> should be going into a conversation like that. That means there's something fundamentally wrong with you if you go, that person has to agree with me, or I can't be their friend. That's <laughs> that's cringe as hell. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, we went through that. But yeah, thank you. Visit middlemaga.com. Yes. Uh, if anybody wants to follow, obviously Master Swag King, Vader King, Swag King on uh, Rumble actually and yeah pay attention to the trolls that we have here it's just they <laughs> here's the last thing i'll say which is they're doing the thing of being um a contrarian for the sake of contrarian they don't have an actual opinion they want you to sell your opinion tell you how racist you are then have an opinion based on what you said that you didn't say that's how people function nowadays randomly but yeah man we'll see you later man have a All great right. day and good night everybody peace deuces good night. Good night, everyone. <laughs>